Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. It's Coach Ann here. Today, I want to talk about something that is super important to me and to anyone that wants to live their healthiest, happiest, and most productive life. And that, my friends, is habits. But before we go into the world of habits, I want to tell you about my upcoming challenge. I'm so excited about it. If you are hearing this before March 7th of 2022, then you can join me for a live five-day metabolism jumpstart challenge. I'm going to break down the importance of some really basic and easy habits that will help you balance your metabolism. Yes, you heard that right. I hear from you all the time and from all kinds of women and men that their metabolism is too slow or not working. But the truth is we have more control over it than we think. So if you're interested, if you're interested in increasing your metabolism or balancing it or making it flexible and healthier, then please head over to my show notes and sign up. The link is there. Okay. And if you are hearing this episode later, like maybe you're catching up and you didn't realize there was a challenge, then just send me an email at rayannmullins at gmail.com and I will happily send you the information. All right. So let's get into our topic of the day and we're talking habits. Have you ever heard the saying, change your habits, change your life? Well, I am a really big believer that we are a product of what we do regularly. We are who we are by the actions and decisions that we make daily. So the habits you have, good or bad, create who you are. And you know I've said that many, many times before. And so clearly I believe that. If you're in the habit of smoking cigarettes, well, you're a smoker. If you're in the habit of exercising most days, you're an exerciser. If you're in the habit of baking often, you're a baker. If you're in the habit of walking daily, you're a walker. And not like the zombies in Walking Dead. They call those walkers, but I mean like, you know, exerciser. If you're in the habit of cleaning the house, guess what? You have a clean house. If you're in the habit of brushing your teeth, well, you have clean teeth. So when I say all of those things out loud, it seems so obvious, right? It's like, duh, of course. But it's surprising how many people don't realize or see that their daily habits are not aligning with where they want to be. They're not getting them to the place that they want or to the person that they want to be. You can't eat candy for breakfast or drink a bottle of wine every single night and expect to be fit and healthy. You can't avoid picking up your messes around the house and expect to have a clean house. And you can't expect to you know, be able to run a fast 5K if you've never run. We all want to be able to do what we want to do and achieve whatever we want to achieve. But if our habits and choices haven't led us to that point, then it will be hard and it won't come easy. 
We must change our habits and actions to get the body we want, to get the job we want, to have the relationships we want, and so on. Okay. So one of my favorite books of all time is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I'm sure that I've mentioned it before because when I first read this book, I was actually a little mad. Yep. I was mad. I was mad because I felt like I could have written this book and it made me upset that he did it first. Dang it. So anyway, in all seriousness, I was immediately obsessed with the book and loved it because he put into words in a clear and easy way the things that I was trying to teach my clients and really anyone that would listen. My copy of this book is a total mess because I've written all over it and I have pink, yellow, purple, and blue sticky notes sticking out all over the book. I had to be super careful not to plagiarize it because I love it so much and I teach from it daily. So if you haven't gotten a copy of it, I highly recommend that you do, okay? And I'm sure you can get on Amazon or wherever. And he has a great newsletter too if you get on his um, email list. Okay, in the book, James lays out the four steps or laws, he calls them, to that you need to take in order to create a new habit. So before I tell you the four steps, I want to explain what a habit is and break it down into parts. I will also give you some examples so that is very clear. And I want you to see yourself in these examples and see what habits you currently have, which ones are good, and which ones need to change. A habit is simply a routine or behavior that you do automatically or even subconsciously. It's like a no-brainer most of the time. Brushing your teeth, tying your shoes, washing your hands. We all have habits that we have been taught and have done for as long as we can remember. I think it's important to break down the structure of a habit so that you can see how it works. And there are three parts to a habit or a habit loop. Okay, there's the reminder, there's the routine or action, the habit, and the reward. Okay, so reminder, routine, and reward. James Clear calls it the three R's, I think. I think it was him that said that. All right, the reminder or the trigger, let's talk about these a little more. The reminder or trigger is the thing that gives you the cue or the signal to do the action or routine. So all habits start with a reminder or trigger. It could be the time of day. It could be an odor. Um, it could be an alarm. It could be just walking into your house. It could be a person or a certain place. Reminders are everywhere for all kinds of habits and routines. This could be sitting on the couch after dinner time. The act of sitting down on the couch and reaching for the remote may be your signal Okay, cue or trigger to start thinking about the potato chips or the cookies or the wine or whatever you like that is in the kitchen. Okay, so that's the trigger, the reminder. The routine then is the action or habit that you practice. In this scenario, the action or routine is getting up and going on a search for your desired food or drink and then consuming it. Okay, the reward is the end result. There's always a reward or else there would be no incentive or motivation to do the action or routine. The reward doesn't have to be what we think, okay? You know, oftentimes when we hear the word reward, we think things like money or like earning an item or, you know, consuming something. But it can also be a feeling, okay? In this case, the food or drink is likely giving you some comfort, which makes you feel happy and rewarded. 
Most times, nighttime eating has nothing to do with hunger, but with your emotional state. Okay. So if you have nighttime, you know, eating, if that's an issue for you, then you need to check your emotional state. Okay. And that's a whole other episode. So we all know that in order to achieve something or to be rewarded, we need to act to get the reward. When we are wanting more in our life, whether that's better health, uh, leaner abs, less trips to the doctor, a better relationship, more money or whatever, we need to make our actions count. So in his book, James Clear suggests that there are four laws that will help you create a new and better habit. And I agree with him based on my own experience which is why I thought I could write the book, by the way. (laughs) I mean, he added a lot of good stuff in there that I probably wouldn't have thought of. But anyway, so here are the four laws to creating a good habit. The very first law is make it obvious. One of the biggest problems that I see with people that I work with is that they just aren't fully aware of their poor habits or even their good habits. Therefore, when you want to start a new and healthier habit, being aware of your cues and your actions is really important. So you need to create obvious triggers and reminders to help you do the action or the new habit. One idea is to create an intention statement. When you have clear intention, you're more likely to follow through with an action. And this is just true with everything. The intention statement would be something like this, okay? I will meditate at 6.45 a.m. in my sunroom for 15 minutes every day, okay? That would be like the statement you write. If you really want to start being a person who meditates daily, then you need to set the intention and a plan. Then you want to make it, make sure it's obvious. So making it obvious maybe mean that you need to set your alarm at 6.40 a.m. to remind yourself to get up and head to the sunroom to do your meditation session, Okay. Um, Another idea for making a new habit obvious is to tack it on to another habit that you do. Okay. If you want to drink more water, for example, then you can add it to an already set habit. I have one client who wants to drink more water. That's like one of her goals. So she already wakes up early to take her thyroid medication. So we thought, hey, it would be a good idea to take that opportunity to just drink more water right then. The habit of sipping water already exists to take a pill, so why not borrow that habit to create a new one, right? So um, one thing you can do is just like write down a list of all of your current habits, okay, and find a place to squeeze in your new desired behavior. For Here's just some examples for you. Um, After I brush my teeth, I will do five push-ups. Okay, that might be good for somebody who wants to work on upper body strength. Um, Or after I take off my shoes after work, I will meditate for 60 seconds. Okay, so just little things like finding some, you know, everybody takes their shoes off at the end of the day. Well, that's already a habit. It's like you don't go to bed with your shoes on, right? So why not take that moment as your trigger to be like, oh, it's time to meditate for 60 seconds. You know, Uh, I think a major point here is that new habits don't have to be drastic or big. They can be really small. Like, for example, the five push-ups or the 60 seconds of meditation or, you know, eight ounces of water. Just little things. So in fact, the smaller the action, the more likely you will be to keep it up. Okay. So that's the first law is make it obvious. Okay. Make the triggers obvious. Make it an intentional thing. Okay. And stack it onto another habit. 
The second habit, or I'm sorry, law, is make it attractive. The more attractive an opportunity is, the more likely it is to become a habit. We are driven by dopamine. Dopamine is a hormone that plays a role in how we feel pleasure. It's a big part of our unique human ability to think and plan. It helps us strive, focus, and find things interesting. So when our dopamine rises, so does our motivation to act. In fact, it's the anticipation, the idea of of a reward, not the actual fulfillment of it that gets us like taking the action. Okay, so just the idea of getting a reward, just the idea of, you know, eating cookies, just the idea of whatever, you know, the thing you want to do, just the idea of it is what actually gets us excited and gives us motivation, okay, more so than the actual doing. So a good way to get excited or motivated to do a new habit is to bundle it with a current habit that you already enjoy. The idea is to pair an action that you like or want to do with an action that you need to do or one that you feel like you need to do to be healthier or more successful. So an example would be this. Um, I recently, I think I already told you this, but I recently started relearning Spanish. I've been working on creating a habit of learning every day at 2 p.m. I was having a really hard time getting into the habit, so I decided to set an alarm to remind me. Then... I brew my favorite cup of tea and sit down to go over my Spanish app to learn. So I was already brewing an afternoon cup of tea, okay, and that's why I decided on 2 p.m. And the fact that I get to enjoy that cup of tea and sit in my favorite comfortable chair at the same time makes it more attractive and fun to practice my Spanish. So can you see how you kind of bundle like one fun thing? So the fun part to me is the comfortable chair and drinking the tea that I like with the need or new habit that I'm trying to create, which is learning Spanish. And I stick them together. Okay. Another example would be if you really know that you need to exercise more, right? But all you really want to do after work is watch Netflix. You could say, all right, here's the deal. After dinner, I will take a walk and then I get to watch one show on Netflix. So instead of eating dinner and going straight to the couch to watch Netflix, you squeeze that walk in there and then you get the reward of watching Netflix, okay? Or you could even say, I will ride my stationary bike or walk on the treadmill, whatever is available, while watching Netflix, okay? So you can you can bind them together in some ways. Another way to make your new habits attractive is to join a group, okay? This is why group fitness and running groups work so well. If you're in an environment where others are also doing the same habit that you're trying to create, it's much easier and way more fun to practice the new habit, okay? That is why years and years and years ago, I became such a big fan of group fitness. So not only is group fitness a great way to get in shape, but you create new relationships. It's fun. Um, currently, I have a spin group that I just adore. And we, you know, have their phone numbers, like we connect and we talk about vacation. It's just really fun. So that is a way to really get more motivated to act on a new habit. Okay. And by the way, speaking of groups and support and accountability, I do have my free Facebook group, the Balanced Fit and Free Lifestyle Facebook group. So if you haven't joined yet, Again, in the show notes, you can find the link to join that. But it's really just a great way to, you know, talk about what food you're eating, talk about what habits you're trying to start. 
So it's a good community. And in fact, if you're hearing this and you're in that group, I would love for you after you listen to this to go into the group and tell me one habit that you would like to um, create. Okay. All right. My third, the th- well, not my third, but James Clear's third law to creating a new habit is called, um, he says to make it easy. Okay. Make it easy. If you want to start a new habit, if you don't make it easy or convenient, it will just be too hard and you probably won't do it. So reduce the steps or the friction to the new actions. One way to do that is to set up your environment for success. Let's say that you want to work out in the morning before work. Well, the night before, get your workout clothes ready to put on. Get your water water bottle ready and maybe even plan to meet a friend to work out with. Once you're up, get dressed and head out, you'll be on the way before you even realize it. On the other hand, if you don't prepare your clothes, you may end up waking up and not feeling like finding a sports bra in the dark, and this will likely lead you back to bed. So set yourself up for success. Back in the day when I taught a 5.30 a.m. boot camp, I did this for years and years, I would actually um, sleep in my sports bra and workout shirt. I would leave my pants or shorts, you know, depending on the time of the year, at the end of the bed. So I would wake up, put on the bottoms, whatever bottoms, head to the bathroom to pee and brush my teeth, and then head out. My shoes and jacket were with my keys and water bottle down by the by the back door to the garage. I was up and out of the house in less than 10 minutes. I got to be honest, there were times that I would almost get to the studio or to the park or wherever I was teaching before I was even totally awake. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm like almost there. And I'm like, how did I get here? Where am I? Um, I also had a reward in mind. I had a group of people waiting for me, right? Remember that group environment? I also got paid for it. So that was another reward. And a great reward is that we all watched the sunrise together most mornings. So everything about that, you know, waking up before 5.30, actually I woke up about 4.45. None of that sounds fun, especially in the winter, right? Like that does not sound fun, but everything else about it was easy and attractive. Okay. Good rewards. Um, Okay. The fourth law is make it satisfying. One of the best feelings is the feeling of progress, right? Have you ever had like a a to-do list and you, by the end of the day, if you've checked everything off, you feel so awesome, right? You feel productive and efficient and just accomplished. So, you know, it just feels really good to know that you're actually doing something that you set out to do. One way you can help this feeling is to track your habits. I personally am like old school and like an actual piece of paper that has the habits listed with a checkbox next to each habit. When you consistently do the habits you're working on and can see the progress on the habit tracker, it feels so good and satisfying. It is important, though, to remember that no one's perfect, right? There's no, like, there's no way that every single day of the rest of your life you're going to follow that habit, right? Let's just be realistic here. You're probably going to skip a day or two. So it's just very, very important to just get back on track immediately. Like don't freak out that you missed it. Just do it as like as soon as you can, like as soon as possible, get right back on track. Okay. You will feel so happy with yourself if you can stay as consistent as possible. All right. So all of those laws are that I just mentioned, which, okay, remember they are real quick. They're make it obvious, make it attractive. Okay. Make it easy, make it satisfying. Okay, those are all the laws of creating a new habit. So what if instead of creating a new habit, you actually want to stop a bad habit? Okay, 
Well, all you have to do is inverse the laws that we just discussed. So here's some quick examples. For make it obvious, if okay, remember we're trying to break a habit instead of create a new one. Make it obvious becomes make it invisible. This means that you want to remove the cues or the reminders of the bad habit from your environment. If you have a habit of eating, let's say, peanut M&Ms every night while watching TV, then stop buying the M&Ms. Or if you're just not ready to stop buying the M&Ms, another idea is to move to another room to watch TV, okay? Because both actions change the trigger or cue. If you move, let's say, to your bedroom to watch TV instead, you may not actually crave the M&Ms because you changed the trigger. But if you do still crave them, if you don't have any to eat, then you will not eat them, right? You're removing the stimuli. So make it invisible. Change the trigger, okay? Second is make it attractive becomes make it unattractive. You'll want to remind yourself why you don't want to repeat this bad habit. Okay, so ask yourself, what about this habit is unattractive? So let's just use smoking. Like if you're a smoker and you want to stop, you can remind yourself that, you know, it's kind of stinky, not kind of, it's really stinky to be a smoker. And, you know, that little thing called lung cancer, that's pretty unattractive too. So remind yourself that you want to stop smoking because you don't want to smell like smoke anymore and you really don't want to die from lung cancer. Or let's say you have a bad habit of eating a bagel with cream cheese for breakfast every day, okay? That will not help you fit into your new jeans, okay? Or that will not make you feel good when it's time for a bathing suit season or putting on shorts, okay? Think of all the reasons that you want to stop whatever the poor habit is, okay? Then there's make it easy becomes make it difficult. So you Remember with make it easy, you wanted to reduce the steps to the new habit. You wanted to make it really obvious and in front of you. But with a habit that you're trying to quit, you want to actually increase the friction or increase the number of steps between you and your bad habit. So let's use ice cream as an example. I have so many clients that are just, you know, in love with ice cream. And I mean, I get it. It's delicious, right? But let's say that you know, you love ice cream, but you know, you really shouldn't be eating it every night. So you could say to yourself, well, I'm not going to buy ice cream, but when I want ice cream, I have to drive to the ice cream shop and sit there to eat it. Okay. It will not be as easy to do this, right? So it's way easier to have it in your freezer at home where you can get a bowl and go sit on the couch and enjoy it. But, you know, if you have to actually get up, get dressed, put your shoes on, get your find your keys and drive to the ice cream shop and sit there and eat it, you know, you're probably like, eh, I don't really want to do that every night. So yeah, sure, maybe you do that on Saturday afternoon, but you know, you're probably not going to do that every day. So that's increasing the friction or number of steps to get to your ice cream. All right, then there is make it satisfying becomes make it unsatisfying. One idea is to have an accountability partner or a coach watch your behavior and habits. If you really want to participate in a bad habit, okay, let's say that you just really, 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 really want to eat a whole bag of potato chips at night, you'll have to tell on yourself, right? You'll have to tell your accountability partner, tell your coach, and that's just not satisfying, right? It's not fun to have to tell others that you're failing. So this can help you decide to not do the habit. Another idea is to create a habit contract with yourself. All right. Personally, I used to do this all the time. I would write out this lengthy like contract 
right? And of what I was going to do and what I wasn't going to do. And I would have my husband sign it as a witness. <laughs> and I'm laughing because my poor husband, <laughs> the stuff I put him through. But to be honest, this didn't work for me personally. But I do know some people who really love the contract idea. Okay, so maybe maybe that's you, maybe not. I also have heard of people having a financial obligation if they continue to do the poor habit. And I may not remember this correctly, but I have a brother who decided he was going to stop drinking alcohol. And if he slipped up, he had to pay a certain amount of money to a charity or maybe it was to a friend. I can't quite remember exactly, but it was a financial risk to continue drinking alcohol or doing the habit that he was trying to break. Okay, so those those are just some ideas for you. So if you want to break a habit, Okay, you want to make the triggers or make the habit invisible. You want to make it unattractive. You want to make it difficult to do and you want to make it unsatisfying. All right, so just for fun, here are a list of habits that I personally think are a good idea to consider adding if you don't already do them. And this is purely coming from my wellness and lifestyle coaching methods. So this has nothing to do with money or Um, relationships or anything. This is purely from a health standpoint. And here are my favorite habits that I believe we should all be doing. So first is create awareness around food. Pay attention to what you're eating and how it makes you feel. I think that's a habit everybody should get into, especially if you're unhappy with your physique or unhappy with your health. My second favorite habit, and actually these are not in any order, They're all equally important to me. But the second one is drink a lot of water. Get in the habit of like total hydration. It is amazing what water, what it can do for your body and your mind. It's just amazing. My third habit is prepping foods that are hard for you to eat. Okay. So if you don't like to eat vegetables, prep them in a way that you enjoy. So I got to be honest, I'm not a huge salad fan. Well, I am. And I'm not like this time of year, I'm just not. So I only really enjoy salads that are chopped. So I like to prep my veggies for my salads or buy already chopped up salad mixes so that I can just grab and go. Otherwise, you know, if I get big chunks of lettuce and big, you know, veggies that I'm expecting to make a salad with and they're in my refrigerator, they go to waste. So a good habit is to prep those um, things that you're kind of hard for you to want to eat. Get them ready to go. Another habit that I think is great is to eat a protein and fiber-rich food with every single meal. This would be like protein and vegetables, protein and vegetables, because protein and fiber are the two things that will keep you full and satisfied and keep your blood sugar balanced. Good, good habit to get into. Another one is practice gratitude. I am such a believer that you know, to have more good in your life, you have to recognize the good that you already have. So write down one to three things every day that you're grateful for. Um, One of my probably top, top favorite habits that I think everybody should do is get and sleep seven to nine hours every night. Seven to nine hours every night is ideal. Okay. If you're not getting seven to nine hours of sleep every single night, I believe your life would change if you could get there. So working around habits around that would be really, really important. Lift weights two to three times a week. Lifting weights, strength training, resistance training, keeping your muscles and your bones strong is so important for us as we age, not only because of balance and agility and, you know, just like osteoporosis and all that, but it makes you look better too. 
it looks better to be strong and lean instead of just, you know, not having any muscle tone. And then finally, my favorite, one of my other favorite habits is just moving more, you know, like just getting up from your desk, like just moving around, walking, you know, to the printer and back instead of asking somebody to bring you your paper off the printer or instead of emailing your coworker, like getting up and walking to their office. Or if you work at home, like, you know, getting up off your butt. I do this little like dance thing. (laughs) I'll show you sometime in my Facebook group. But like that, you know, just move your body more. That is also a super good habit. And you can add that in throughout your day. All right. So I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for being here. And I hope that you heard at least one idea today that will help you either start a better, healthier habit or stop a not so healthy habit. And like I told you at the beginning of the podcast today that I'm starting my five-day metabolism challenge on March 7th, 2022. So this is going to be a five-day challenge or just a quick program that will help you see that our basic daily habits, the habits we've been talking about, have a direct impact on our metabolism. And I'm excited to announce too that I will be opening up registration for my 12-week balance method program at the end of March. I'm so pumped. Finally got it ready to go. So a lot of the program, my 12-week program, is about creating better habits that suit you and your metabolism. So I hope you'll check it out when I get that information out. And remember, there is a link to join the five-day free challenge in my show notes. Have a great day today and please take time to consider what habits you want to incorporate into your life and then assess what habits you already have. Find a place to sneak in small little actions and I promise you, you'll have some great habits before you know it. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.